0: Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks Live today on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh really happy to have everyone here. Uh Nate, thanks for joining me. It looks like you a nice little Packer shirt Was that what that was? Nice. Packer go pack. Uh, Off season, but uh never a bad time, I guess, to get ready for uh get ready for some training camp or something. Unless you're in Rogers, then you don't want to go to training camp. So well, great. he's 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 going to mandatory mini camp. I know, I know. I'm just, just giving a hard time. Uh, Nate had a good pregame string cheese here, uh, all in the Wisconsin spirit. After getting back from New York, had to get some uh, Wisconsin in UIC. And I, I, yep. I, I love to hear it. Uh, for today's live stream, we've got we've got a good one on our way here because today we've got a May market report. Of course, it's June 6th, but this is the first Monday um, since May ended. So we're going to do a May market recap here. We're going to talk about some cards, the increase in price, decrease in price, some of the biggest sales from each category in May, and then also look at the overall market picture and use some audience comments from Instagram to drive some discussion. So it should be a really good uh, stream today. I hope everyone's uh, excited to be here. And please feel free throughout the stream to throw in your comments, your questions, um, your thoughts on what we talk about, the different cards, the different categories, the different uh, comments from instagram and uh it should should be a fun time erwin says what's up from shay hi guys what's up welcome that's super cool i uh, love when we can get some worldwide audience in here a lot of different perspectives hopefully and uh let's just jump right in because to start we are going to cover uh the pwcc weekly auction recap from last night uh, we are back with a different uh, setup this time we're not doing the build your portfolio today we're doing a market recap um, from some sales from last night So firstly, we have to look at the classic, what have you done for me lately? Because Nolan Gorman's Bowman Chrome Orange Auto i25 PSA 10 did $6,600 last night, which matched a 2011 Bowman Chrome Blue of 199 PSA 10 Mike Trout. Bowman Bowman Chrome Draft. Bowman Chrome Draft. From from Bowman Chrome Draft. It's not the 175, which would be way more expensive. Uh, But Nate, I did not know until last night slash this morning that Mike Trout is 0 for his last 26.
1: You know what that coincides with? The angels stinking. The angels absolutely sliding. Uh, yeah, I think they're. I think they might be five hundred right now. No,
0: they're twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I saw that. They're game under five hundred. Yeah, Ooh. they lost lost
1: eleven straight. Oh yeah, Man, it stinks. So,
0: I thought this was a year, dude.
1: Well, baseball's a game. You know, they say basketball's a game of runs. Yes, baseball's a game of runs, but not individual or. In-game, it's a game of runs amongst, like, chunks of games. So, yeah. you know, you lose, like, four straight, you win, like, five straight, you lose four. Hopefully they can figure it out end of the season.
0: What's up, Matthew from San Diego? <laughs> Uh, still pretty far from where we are right now. But, yeah, Instagram uh, voted like 90% thought that the Trout was a better buy for the same price, 6,600 versus Nolan Gorman. This is just, uh, you know, a safety play at this point. If you're looking for a safe investment, it's the Trout. I guess if you want to go for high-risk, high-reward, and brand power, it's the first bone chrome orange auto,
1: but tons of risk there. Also, uh, Nolan, Nolan Gorman in his first 14 games is hitting very well.
0: He is. He's got like a, I think He has like a 900, 950. No, 850 OPS, 900 OPS, something like that. 950 on the dot. Oh, 950. Okay, it was 950. With, with six extra base hits in 14 games. And Ty said quite literally is a game of runs, considering the points are oh, runs in baseball. True. <laughs> 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 Great <laughs> comments. On the right side here, we've got the basketball cards uh from the recap. And this is this is quite crazy for a few reasons, but we've got the 29 or 2018 Revolution LeBron. Uh, Base card, BGS 10 black label. Now, this was the first LeBron uh, Lakers base card there was from 2018. I think this has a lot of uh, probably good or bad memories for a lot of people back from a few years ago when everyone's buying any LeBron Lakers card that they could. Nate, I know you love that time period. I have no comment. (laughs) There's no comment, but the BGS10 Black Label sold for $690. Now, if you look at another card that sold for the same price in the same auction, Shea Gilgis Alexander Immaculate Rookie Patch Auto on card of '99 SGC8510 sold for $690 also. So, as we do, we asked Instagram and have a poll on what they uh, think was the better buy. So, early results from the (laughs) poll said that 47% thought that the LeBron base BGS10 Black Label is a better buy. Remember, there's thousands of those cards. How? Versus the Shea, which is fifty-three percent. So the Shea is still in the lead, but I was expecting this to
1: be like 90% to 10%, weren't you, Nate? There's if you held up those two cards and said pick one, same price, no matter what the price was, 690 or otherwise, a hundred percent of me is taking
0: Shay. Correct. And now if you look at the next slide, I saw this. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of kind of odd. I thought it was going to be like 90-10 or 80-20. So I said, how about let's look up and see what the last raw card of the LeBron sold for. Share the price and ask people if you knew it was worth X before voting. What would he have voted for? The last LeBron sold for $1. $1. <laughs> 99 cents to be exact on June 1st via auction. I'm sure there's like $3 uh, with shipping, but so let's just call it like 3 to $5. So I said, if you knew at the time of the voting that LeBron has a raw card and sold for $1 and there's th- thousands upon thousands of this card made, which is true, which do you think is a better buy for $690? 71% voted Shea, 29% LeBron. That is more in line with what I was thinking. Le-
1: LeBron, LeBron truthers. In that twenty nine percent, let me tell you, is it, is it LeBron truthers or is it people who who think that the black B- label image? B- BGS G- truthers. Well, yeah. So if you can get them for a dollar, why not go buy as many as you possibly can for a buck a piece, and see if you can't? How much is a BGS grading BGS right now? Nate, Fifty it's, bucks.
0: Nate, it's an awful idea. That is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'd rather I'll tell think- you. I'll, I'll tell you why you wouldn't. <laughs> Because either you're paying $60 to wait half a year. And by that point, the BGS 10 black label is probably not worth $690. True. Even if you get it. Okay. And then on top of that, if you hit a BGS 10 in general, the card's probably worth like $75 because a PSA 10 is $30. Or maybe it's even worth like $50 or $60. And then if you get a 9-5, it's probably worth like $10. And every single time you grade, if you're waiting six months, you're losing probably anywhere between like $20 to $60. If you grade them like 100 times.
1: And that's even if you get a BGS 10 black label to try and make up for some of it. Well, I tell you what I'd do anyways. If I if I was looking to weigh $690, which is the <laughs> person that bought that did, I would buy you said 60 bucks. I'd buy 630 of these cards and look for the best one, send it in, get my own BGS 10 black label and then at least I have a story. I I would not give any money to BGS. There's no way.
0: There's no way because there's still there's still the same principle here is that is this card even getting a BGS 10 black lo- label if you crack it on, resend in and God tells me no. So it's true. There's, there's just no way that I'd even go for that route. But obviously a lot of people know it, that, you know, we're partners at SGC, but it's for good reason. Cause we believe these things. Um, and, and I just can't see it, but then, I mean, other people can't either, but there's, there's a group of people that do. So clearly that card doesn't sell for $690 unless there's at least two people bidding it to that amount. So that's all that we got to look at for that. Um, Matthew wants you to waste all your money, Nate, to try it as a case study. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So looking at the, um, the next sales from the auction, we've got Ezekiel Elliott and Jacoby Brissett, two cards that look really good but don't bring much value. 100 bucks for a one-of-one Jacoby Brissett from Spectra rookie and $100 for Ezekiel Elliott. Ohio State contenders Crack Dice auto. Uh, Nate, is this a clearly PC buy for both these?
1: Oh, yeah, but I feel like there's one card here that actually has some potential. And one card that doesn't. Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's what I thought too. Like that's Zeke Elliott doesn't seem like that bad of a
0: buy. No, it doesn't. PC or otherwise. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a super nice card. Um, and then on the right here, we got some hockey cards. Steven Samkos. This is sold for 810 as a nine five ten. Actually, that's a hundred dollars more around that, uh, than the last PSA 10 that sold, which was in April. So he's really proving himself. And the Austin Matthews, uh, no subs BGS nine point five sold for around a hundred dollars less than the last one sold for during the playoffs. Get eliminated, your cards drop. That's how it goes. Last one here is some soccer cards to look at. BGS 8 of this uh, Messi and Ronaldo. silver for 37.20, I think the BGS 8 really affected that sale given it's got seven edges. Um, it's about 50% of the value of the last raw that sold. I don't know how good the raw looked, but um, either way, that's down quite significantly. And then the 9.5 Mbappe, silver for 37.20, which is a select white of 99, and that's pretty consistent with, with what they've been selling for. So the PSG news really has not hurt his cards at all. Um, same happened with us with a Kaboom PSA nine we sold. All right here, getting into the main discussion for the day. So um, this is where we want everyone to feel free to jump in and, and share your thoughts on the current market. Uh, Cause this is going to talk about may uh, obviously as it's called the May market report, but we're going to refer back here for the last six months too, because a post came out from cardboard chronicles, which is Josh, who is one of the uh, co-founders of card ladder. He is the one that programmed the entire thing. And he released some data that is not available to the public um, through the, the, you know, on the platform, but he has access to it for obvious <laughs> reasons. Card ladder tracked the highest month of sales in its history in May, 2022. Um, and this includes all sales history, not verified sales. So I have a segment of cards that are verified sales where they review them and they're in the graphs and that's how we get the graphs for our presentations and everything. But then there's all the other sales that happen between 14 different platforms, no matter if it's like an auction and eBay that isn't tracked by them. For a raw card, it just includes everything, literally everything. Um, 235 million dollars, well, really 236 million dollars in sales in May on cards on sports cards. Two two million one hundred fourteen thousand eight hundred nine unique sales, which brings it to a one hundred and fifty nine cent average, which is the reason why I have the Kobe Bryant PSA eight here because that card sold for one hundred eleven dollars at one point in May. Uh, now it's worth a little bit less than that, but. So that prompted him to then post here's the data from all the months that they have. And if you look at this little, uh, screen grab I've got here. So it shows the may data at $236 million. The next closest was February at 200 million. And then the next closest from that was January at 198. Now I will point out this is only over the last six months. So they only start tracking this over the last six months. Um, so, you know, a year ago, maybe this was a higher number. Um, I'm not sure, but from what they have gathered, um, this this is it and and the the uh the average was the highest it was ever too so it wasn't the most volume it was the highest average and the highest sales dollars in total now this can mean a multitude of things so we asked the instagram audience to give us some thoughts on, on what they think this means ichiro cards says just my worthless two cents well clearly we find it valuable as it is here uh but yes i do think it's better to oh my question was do you think the car market is in a better spot today than it was six months ago uh, Ichiro says yes i do think it's better today i think a lot of the flippers left the game it was bound to happen card prices shot up like a rocket especially during the pandemic i think we're seeing a correction in the market which is always good i bet the singles market is still healthy and will always be the most part will always be for the most part i think people are being more cautious as to who they buy less prospecting per se and moving to the goats of the sports the card market is so interesting fun to watch i definitely agree uh Jay oliver cards seems like Seems like that suggests that people are still buying but are buying smarter. The lower volumes but higher dollar amount would suggest that more people are looking for quality over quantity because it's the highest <laughs> average. Um, it wasn't the most volume that sold, but it was the most sales. So that, that's a good thought there on the numbers itself. Bobby Smith, big dealers stocking up for the national is the reason why Bobby thinks that there's more spending. Uh, buying the playoffs, baseball season, and football ad for free agency, trades and schedule release all factors in the people buying. Sports card shop, underscore sports card shop. April was our highest month of sales in our history. May was down from April, April but still plus 66% over last May. The market is still very strong, and um, that is a card shop. Um, I think the owner's Rex, he donated some stuff to some Charity last year, which is awesome, um, so thank you for that. But good to see that shop is thriving. And then NSV sports cards hobby is fine. Flippers are mostly gone, and that's why people think it's down. Plenty of collectors they even, quote, investors still heavily involved the quick flippers have moved back to shoes crypto or nfts they'll probably return in a couple of years when all those are also down and need a quick fix now we have some comments here from uh youtube cool arrow me personally i'm seeing more volume in sales but lower prices of the sales so uh, opposite of what the may report said um but still interesting obviously everyone's situation is different mm-hmm. nate uh in general what what do you make of you know the highest? sales volume in the last or sales dollars in the last six months for this market you know we look at this every single day do
1: live streams for the days of the week just about what do you think um well i can tell you i can tell you by going if you go back to number three the uh bobby bobby smith yeah there you go this is where my mind went big dealer stocking up for the national checks out but that wasn't where my mind went Buying the playoffs, baseball season, and football after free agency trade schedules release all factors. So I was thinking we we had just had the draft in April. We've got all of these camps and schedule releases and stuff for football, keeping it somewhat in the limelight. You've got the baseball season, second month of the year going, and a bunch of baseball vets popping off. Uh, Aaron Judge, Rafael Devers, guys like that. So, you know, big money there. You've got basketball and football playoffs, and you're actually getting some releases, uh, new product coming out and getting put into the market. 2022 um, Bowman baseball, right? That came out. Did that come out in April? That came out, uh, out in April, uh, didn't it? Well, it's like at the end. Of, no, it's it's May. was May. It was May. It was May. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, you have you have new products also getting thrown into the market. And for a while there, we didn't really have that many new exciting products. So I do think that helps. And I just think I think overall, just having all of these seasons kind of converge at one point is good for the market. If it was just middle of December or something like that, where there's just basketball and football, I guess hockey would have been going on, but I don't know. That's where my mind went. I don't know if it's right, but I do. I do find it interesting that people are spending money, and while some cards are down, you look at you look at some of the cheaper end stuff; it's down. So there's still money to be made, and we're a testament to that. I've made more money on certain cards than I would have last year at this time. I agree. I agree with you. And another thing that I
0: think here is that there's two sides to the equation too. Um, you can read it kind of two ways one it's like whoa the most was spent but it's also like whoa the most was sold so it's like are people selling because they they don't they don't want their cards right now are people but at the same time like you need a lot of buyers to hold that up and it was the highest average it wasn't like that there was like what 235 million dollars worth of buyers right 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 so but it wasn't like that the average was like 50 bucks where it's like all of this sell just happened and the average is super low, so it's just driving so many different um, sales dollars. So to me, it's like, yes, I'm sure there is some standpoint of people selling cards who either want to get out, which we've seen over the last six months in general with, like, the flippers leaving, like, a lot of the shown. But also, remember, like, the overall market lost a lot of value when all these different base PSA 10s started to go down in value a ton. Now, in turn, there were cards that went up in value to help make up for that too, like a ton of rare cards, a ton of number of card, patch autographs on cardos, whatever. Um That's from Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> yes, that. Um, but it like in, in general, I think that like this is, you know, looking at that number, it's not like I don't look at it and say, well, the market's in like the best spot of all time right now. I mean, I think that I'm talking like just straight like dollars and cents wise. It may, maybe it is though, too. Like I think that the thing to think about is that no market is really escaping what's going on with the economy right now. doesn't matter if it's the stock market, the car market, crypto, NFTs, shoes, what, video games, you name it, comic books. Um, everyone's kind of dealing with the same circumstances. Uh, so to see this much money being spent, I think is a good thing. Um, to see a bunch of people who are collecting daily is a great thing. And um, I, I think it only means good things to come from a sense of people really enjoying this hobby. Uh, if, if, people wouldn't be buying cards, if they didn't want to buy cards right now, and there has to be people buying cards that have 236, $236 million in sales. Um, so that's why I make of it, but uh, we have a lot more to discuss here. We have a lot more to uh, discuss here. And, and also guys, these numbers here, they are combined between eBay, PWCC, golden, my slabs, literally everything. Like this is all the numbers combined. Carlayer puts out the best data, the cleanest data, and from here, it's just how do you read it? Now, everyone has their own perception, really, how you read data. Like, data is not – data can be interpreted in a lot of different ways as a thing. And I'm not going to put anyone down for interpreting data in a specific way. But what will say is this. This doesn't look sugar to me. Now, does this slide look sh- sugar to you at all? This nope. is straight from CardLadder's platform right here. CardLadder Pro's platform. This is six of the most – well, six, yeah, six of the most important sports. Um, card categories the ones we're analyzing because we're sports fans i know that there's you know marvel and ufc and uh, wwe and pokemon but we're not going to analyze those today just because we're not really uh in them and don't i don't think we can speak on them properly uh so we're gonna look at these and we got six sports here plus the low end, mid end, and high end stuff this is all over the last month um but that doesn't mean necessarily maybe because this changes by the day so this is over the last month means june 6th to may 6th for this specific slide alone we are going to look for May 1st to May 31st for the, for the rest of the, the show. But just for this slide that automatically updates, um, these are the card ladder indexes. Basketball down 7%, baseball down 2.5%, football down 3.5%, hockey down 6%, soccer down almost 4%, uh racing, which is like F1 mostly, and I'm sure a couple NASCAR cards, uh down like a, a quarter of a percent or I guess two, two-fifths of a percent. Uh Low-end cards in general, it combines everything that – I think it's $500 and cheaper down 8% mid end, which is up to, well, it might be a thousand dollars and cheaper mid end, which is up to $5,000 is down 7% and high end, which is like 5k to however much millions down 4.72%. So in general, the market clearly is down, even though it's spending total was as high in May. I'm not really sure. That is a pretty confusing thing to say and think about. So I think we're just going to go through now and um, look at the different things that are moving the market today and and what's driving each category. So first up is going to be soccer. So we're going to look at all these different sports we just showed there and at least show something that's gaining value, and then we'll show a couple that are losing value, um, not for every sport, uh, but for some. So first up here is soccer with looking at Argentina. Uh, Messi, so they, they won the uh, – finalissima against Italy, which is taking the uh, Euro winner and the Copa America winner and putting them against each other for like the third time in history. Uh, Argentina won 3-0 over Italy. And then Messi
1: had five goals in a friendly against Estonia uh, yesterday. That, does that count for his – when it says friendly, is that like just an exhibition match? Does that count for career stats or no? It does count for career stats, yeah, for international goals. Okay. It
0: It, it like obviously doesn't count to like – Oh, you like win a trophy or something because, you know, win anything for a friendly, but it does count to career stats. And this is his PSA eight. Um, This is the Panini World Cup over the last month. It grew around 13 and a half percent with the most recent sale around $340. Now this card, uh, different grades can do different things. Like I saw the PSA nine, it was kind of hovering around like 700 down to like 500. There's a couple, I think, wax sales around a thousand, which I wasn't really counting. Uh, But yeah, so this, the messy PSA eight, uh, World Cup up around 13 and percent, which is not bad considering a lot of the cards as we just saw lost value in May. On the hockey, uh, right now the Rangers and the Lightning are in a very tough series. The rain or Lightning just pulled one game back, they're two to one. Have game four again, home- huh? They already played again, yeah. They played last night, um, or yesterday oh. during the day. G- game four is at home, I think, tomorrow. And uh, Nikita Kucherov. Huge reason why. He had a goal and two assists in that game, which means he contributed to every single goal that the Lightning had yesterday. And in the playoffs so far, he's got 20 points. He is a minus two, but 20 points in 14 games, uh, which is big. That's the most for the Lightning. And he was a Hart Trophy winner, I think three years ago for MVP. Um, and then recently, his PSA 10 has bounced back super hard. Uh, funny enough, this card went from like 700 down to around 450 uh, the month before this in April. And that, then it rose... Well, actually, no, this is halfway through May right here. So May 11th to May 24th, this thing rose 77% because on May 11th, that was right before the Lightning were about to get eliminated in game six, the Maple Leafs. They win the next two straight games and and then win game seven, go on to sweep the Florida Panthers, and now they're battling against the Rangers. And now it it pretty much just sold for like $10 less than an all-time high. Uh, So this is an example of playoffs driving the market. And yeah, Tim says right. Tampa scored a goal of four seconds left. No, forty seconds left actually. It was pretty insane. Um, they won three to two. So Kucherov had the nastiest is like a no luck pass, and is is so sick. It was awesome. Uh, we're gonna pull up some comments from, from other people too here as we go. So, so Ty Stew, in general said, I think the customer base is smarter now as the market is trending down. You see more sales buying the dip smarties. Um, regardless of if buying the dip is smart, I think that's all in everyone's personal situations with finances and stuff right now. Uh, I think this is a, a good comment, Nate, from the standpoint of people like learning over time as to what maintains value and what doesn't and what are, what like what's purchases that could hurt your wallet six months from now versus what's purchases that aren't. What do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's, you buy, you buy a dip on a, on a base card. You might not have bought the dip, but if you're buying a dip right now on something nice and numbered, I think you'll be doing pretty well.
0: Um, Matthew said, Out of that total, how much do major sales contribute to that total $1 million plus? That's a great question. Uh, I'll show you all some really high sales from this month that we can kind of maybe make some sense from. Although I will say just generally looking, there are way more $500,000 plus sales in April than in May. So more would have contributed to the percentage of April sales, I feel like, than in May. High, Really really high sales at like 500K plus. Next up, F1 for myself. I'll rattle off this one, and Nate will take the next few. Uh, but George Russell finds himself at fourth in the World Driving Championship right now, Drivers Championship. He's the only driver to place top five all six races of the year. I think it's six races right now, and uh, cool. doing a stellar job here with Mercedes. Uh, only driver also score points in every single race this year. Mister so is, is he way better
1: than Lewis Hamilton right now?
0: Like- no. the the point The points point to like yes, if you just look at the results, but. Hamilton's had some pretty unluckiness this season, some uh, collisions with some people and some uh, qualifying stuff that made him not get an extra lap in like in Monaco. But he's been, they've been pretty much on the same pace, I think, for almost all this year. I don't know if it's Lewis like is like way worse ball. I know is that George is like super good. I mean, that's the point. He's a George is super good. The Mercedes car is not as good as uh Ferrari or Red Bull right now, but he's doing extremely well in, uh, in May. His purple PSA eight dropped a little bit. And then after Monaco uh, jumped up, I think it's after Monaco. I've been right before Monaco. Jumped up 24% plus $140 on the month. So that was
1: a good card from George Russell for this past month. All right. So moving on to baseball, we've got Aaron Judge. How could you talk about anybody else? He was first in home runs, second in RBI, first in runs scored, second in OPS, second in Van win above replacement. Um Some people might point to playing in a tiny, tiny ballpark, helping him out. I get it. But through June 4th, he has 21 home runs on the year, which is pretty insane. And he's on pace for 64 home runs. Now, that obviously is not a May tweet, but those are May ranks. Um, Absolutely incredible. And Then if you go to the graph, I actually think. Yeah, Yeah. so I grabbed a three month graph because the one month graph was looking a little. uh... You can you can see it there. You can see where it started, and it's almost down to the same point. But from the start of the season, it's been a nice trend. So he's just he's had a good May and April, and it's been a rocket ship upwards. I don't know. His May looked pretty good.
0: I think you could have done May first and May thirtieth, like what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I think May first is right around well, here. Maybe I was looking at it wrong. And May thirtieth is right around here. Like it's at least a gain of around seventy-five dollars. Which I know is not as much as a seventy percent gain, but this is a longer time frame, and from preseason to now, um, either either way, the the thought still applies. I mean, Judge has been Nate.
1: Would you say the best hitter in baseball this year for sure? Yes. Okay, and (laughs) and likely and likely MVP, and then also future Angel, just to get the Yankee fans riled up, right? What do we got here? Yep. Next up is Steph Curry. So, number one, he's obviously first in three-pointers made. The reason I put up that tweet is because Clay Thompson actually became second place this playoffs in three-pointers made past LeBron. And you can see that there's still a hundred three-pointer difference between the two guys there, which is absolutely insane. He also made a little bit more history in the weird stat department most 20 point quarters in the regular season in NBA history Steph Curry most 20 point quarters in NBA playoff history Steph Curry and also Steph Curry now this wasn't in May this happened in June but it's close enough for my interest <laughs> and with his whole uh his whole May playoff run he was pretty incredible and you can see this one month time frame there up 27% and not even on a rookie this is on a 2019 Net Marvels PSA 10, which I thought was pretty cool. Now, if you went to rookies, there would be a lot of the big name rookies would have one sale point at the beginning of May, one sale point at the end, which is why I did have to go this way. But uh, I thought it was interesting that even in the even in the times where I mean, Net Marvels was a was this a case hit? No, 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 no. These were like one to two per box. One to two per box. Okay, so it's three
0: pop three hundred four for the PSA tens.
1: So it's not as ridiculous as a Juan Soto PSA ten, right? But it's also not low pop, and yet it's still going up. Um, and we just talked about how we thought people were getting smarter, and then you see something like this that's gone up twenty seven percent. Uh, non rookie, non rare PSA ten Steph Curry. And I just I kind of thought it was interesting to me. I don't know what you make of this, Aaron. If you just think people really like the card, so they just want to have it? Or,
0: Well, I think that there is some impulse purchasing going on here. Um, I think that people look to the rookie card and it's too expensive. You know, you'd have to buy a super low grade of the card to even get close to $300 for like a 2009 Tops. Um, and then people who are just Warriors fans in general, people who want to see Curry win another championship, uh, especially another one without KD. This is a pretty, I think, uh, likable card in the marketplace still today um it's not worth as much as it used to be i'm sure but even you know to go from 250 to three to 325 310 or so um 325 now is a pretty impressive for a non-rookie i think uh that isn't like super super rare remember how people are targeting numbered cards and if it's not numbered super super short print cards and this isn't that um so to see that do well um it clearly shows that people are trying to go after curry i want to bring up a comment here from 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 francesco maybe three percent of this market can afford a card five hundred thousand dollars Uh, worth $500,000 shouldn't look at the high dollar cards to evaluate the entire market. Uh, I agree with you. And I'd actually even say maybe less than 3%, maybe like 1% or less than 1% can afford a $500,000 card. Um, The reason why I mentioned the $500,000 card thing is because I want to point out that, yes, like, you know, $235 million in sales, like clearly there has to be sales that are really expensive to make that up. Um, You know, and then on the flip side, we show that all the markets are going down right now, you know, which is a better way to evaluate the market. Uh, because those are the percentages and how the market's moving compared to sales from a month ago. But I still think it's interesting to at least look at what the highest card sales are from each category, not to say that those sales are indicative of the market or representing the whole market, because that's that's not true at all. So I, I appreciate the comment. I think you're correct. I just want to say I agree with you. Hey, and what do you got for football?
1: A real cop-out here because, man, it is hard to find some football news that would drive a market right now like i was looking up random quarterbacks on twitter all over the place but the young rookie quarterbacks don't have any uh card ladder graphs or anything but saw this travis Etienne is cleared for practice um from his list frank injury and james robinson hurt his achilles last year so it looks like it's travis Etienne's job to lose in jacksonville which is interesting to me because if you're a starting running back and you are this cheap you can go to you can go to the next slide there we're talking 40 dollars for a prism orange number 249 uh that sold on auction this wasn't may but i didn't have anything for may but i wanted hey, to put I, something about football in here
0: yeah can i ask you a question Nate?
1: yeah you buy a 1300 box of prism
0: hobby you pull a travis et and prism purple auto 49 is there any chance you're
1: auctioning that thing off raw to just get 123 dollars back Insanity! It's absolute insanity what people are doing now. Uh, I I just I like the value here. I didn't have anything for um, May for football, so I figured I'd plug this instead. Well, I,
0: I'll okay. say this: well, well, this is the May marker. Pearl Cut needs some slack because how many times do we want to look at Burrow and Herbert's charts? <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's it's a uh, and also prison football just released. So even if you know in the end of May, first off the line was releasing. It's still a big thing that happened in May and into June now.
1: Yeah, so that's what I got. But I find it interesting, and uh, I don't. What I don't find interesting is Aaron and I got to hold some of these Prism cards. They are cheap, dude.
0: Nate, I got back home. The first thing I did was I picked up the Prism basketball cards over on the table and felt them to feel the difference. And the Prism basketball cards are so much higher quality from last year.
1: Like these things, these things are legitimately. They made it out of trash. Like, this is as bad of quality of product I've ever felt in my entire life.
0: And you couldn't be able to tell by just looking at these cards right here. Also, I will point out that we didn't feel a color or anything, so we don't know the color. But the base we cards did. are literally, like, cardboard with, like, a sticker over the top.
1: Yeah, it was it was real bad. It was smooth. Uh, it was flimsy. You could tear it right in half. You can't just take a Chrome card and tear it in half easily. No. You can tear those in half. It, it's bad.
0: Yeah. So who knows about the color? I hope that they made the color in the autos with higher quality stock. I'm sure they did unless they really try to cheap out, but it's clear that when you're charging like, I don't know, $1,500 a hobby box and you're making them on worse quality, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Um, yeah, but I and I still saw a lot of comments saying that clearly with this release, Panini's knows if an is coming in and said, let's, let's make it as, <laughs> as low quality as we can. Um, before moving on to the next slide, I saw a comment here from Luis. Can you give your thoughts on PSA news? Um, and I actually was thinking about sharing this, and then thank you for Luis for uh, prompting me. $30 per card, $299 maximum value group submission rate. So I saw some group submitters post today um, an early announcement that coming soon is going to be $30 submissions from PSA through group submitters. I think only right now uh, $299 maximum value. Yeah. And it's going to take like, I think, four to six months was the estimated turnaround time on this. Um, I have a couple thoughts. Take them for what it's worth. You might disagree with me, but I'm just going to give them to you as I sit here.
1: Nate, do we still have cards that are out there from last December? We do. Uh, specifically 2016 and before. Uh, we have had those cards since last December, which makes it now, what, 17 months? Yes. No word. So, we've got cards out there for 17 months now,
0: still not back, and I know we're not the only ones, and I know ours aren't the oldest ones that are out there. So, that means people could have them out there for longer than 17 months and probably way more valuable cards than we have sitting there, which are not super valuable cards. Um, but there's still our cards and other people's cards that are friends of ours um, that, you know, like, hey, a, a friend's dad has got, you know, some like 1960s cards sitting and wants to get him gray, that type of stuff. Um, nothing crazy, but they mean something to someone, right? And they're held hostage there right now. So that's my first thought is why in the world are you bringing back $30 group submission rates when they still have cards you're holding hostage for 17 months plus? plus second thought is a $299 maximum value with having to market that if it's more than that, it'll get upcharged. I don't know. I would never submit a card for $30 knowing that if PSA deemed it to be more than that after a PSA 10, that they would increase the price of my submission.
1: And then also, it took the same amount of time, four or six months, which is a super long time still. Yeah, that would think. Also, what happens if you send it in six months ago for $30 and it crosses that $300 threshold before you get it back in six months? Because they take half a year to get it to you. And and that happens as well to people. People are getting
0: upcharged, I think. Um, I'm, they might have stopped that. Maybe maybe they realize and stop that. But I did hear that people gain some upcharges, you know, like they're there for so long. Card increases in value. Um but in general, yeah, like I'm, I'm not, it doesn't move the needle for me at all. And, um, you, like I say, you can, you can make up your mind for yourself for us. Like I'll say it again. Yes. You know, we're partners with SGC, you know, we, we enjoy grading with them. We do grading reveals. We have had a great experience, really fast, efficient, quick turnaround time, good sales. Um, it's all about what you grade. We, we think we're, we're trying to make the best decisions we can on what we're grading. It's turning out pretty well for us. Um, but that's down to five business days was our last submission uh, for the same price, $30, no upcharges, no value cap. Really? I mean, $1,500 plus, but you know, I'm sure if you threw a card in there for 1500, that's like $10,000. I'm sure they wouldn't say no to gradient. So I, that's just where I'm at. And, uh, it just, you know, we'll see what people do. And, you know, there are some comments here, <coughs> excuse me. There are some comments here say, Oh, you know, $3 grading won't start until the backlog is cleared. That's why six-month turnaround time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you can start to fill pre-orders, so, so to speak, pre-orders on, on thirty dollars grading if you want to let them sit there for six months and then grade them. But, like, what happens over the next six months when you start taking all the submissions? Um, I feel like that that just wouldn't end up turning
1: out well. Yeah, if, until- you take, if you take a billion submissions today – and then can't grade them for six months, and then... Or the say you half, wouldn't grade them. You wouldn't grade them, and then the back half of those cards that got sent in in month one still won't get graded in that month. Yeah. And then, and then I guess what I'd also say is, well,
0: um, if you do want to grade some of them, they're getting sent in, well, then I still don't think you should be taking them until the backlog's cleared. So that's just where I'm at. Global Sports Card Investor says that they still has submission up from November 2020, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own opinions, obviously, and all of us have had our own experiences with grading. I've had plenty of plenty of negative ones, um, to make me, you know, make decisions on grading now, and uh, that's just where it comes down to what it comes down to. Uh, and then what Matthew said too. I wonder how many base cards haven't been graded by PSA or just losing value. Then there will be a flood on the market, making it even cheaper. Well, we've been seeing it for the last eight months now. Um, Nate, you know that very much. So, from when your baseball submission came back, even though you still did at least okay on it. Hopefully, or at least broke even. I made money. You made a little bit of money, but um, and 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 in general, I mean, I think nearly ninety percent of the base cards are probably sitting there, lost value over the time that they're sitting there. Uh, so
1: that's just how it goes. And and I, I... here's what I don't understand. For me, speed is the name of the game. After my fiasco with Kyle Lewis and Gavin Lux. Right. But if, and Bo Bichette. If I'd gotten those back at a reasonable time, I'd have made a ton of money. I got mm-hmm. them back after a year. Lost money per I'd car. say
0: the only argument I'd have that is that you and everyone else, right? Like everyone else who had Yeah, happens. yeah, I mean, I me and everyone else. Idea.
1: But since I've now learned that, and now that speed is the name of the game, why would I be I, – I would send in – you know, if I wanted to send in PC cards, thirty bucks a card, sure. But otherwise, if you want your those cards graded and back, unless you're unless you're like projecting a guy to be good. You know, like last year you pulled jazz chisholm, you put, send him in, and you say, I think he's gonna be good next year. I can wait these six months, there's not really a ton of sense to doing this and, and handicapping yourself six months.
0: Yeah, and the like thing i'd say is that uh well if you have pc cards anyways why wouldn't you want them back in your possession fast if it doesn't matter to you what the value is it's true well it's Um, just
1: if you wanted to grade them cheap
0: yeah no i understand uh and then uh, the other thing i'd say um was that i feel like you know for us the mindset we started have was like how can you compound the returns as much as possible um if you can grade more cards for less money and if you can um compound that that profit over time over like a six month time frame By turning that money quicker and quicker and quicker, you can go so much further than just having a few cards sit
1: there and hoping for a 10. Do you agree with me on that? I agree. So I don't – I mean, either going SGC or going $50 grading from PSA, whatever you want to do, I just don't see – Anyway, I would want to broach $30 grading from PSA and keeping my cards there for six months, especially Uh, when you could get upcharged to the $50. I know that won't happen like,
0: you know, that won't happen like half the cases, but I'm just saying like it's a possibility. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, Nay, I want you to talk for this card. I know I I put this in here. You didn't. But like for just like two minutes, um, you mentioned something to me last time about the non-licensed Tatis. Well, this yep. card, the downtown Juan Soto PSA 9, I know Juan Soto in some people's minds is playing terribly right now, but this card was $350 and now it's 133 at the last sale. Mind you, I think that the $350 sale was the best offer accepted and then the 133 was an auction. Um, so either way, you know, some one person could have paid too high. Could be, could be a little iffy there, yeah. Yeah, and, and not like fakeness, but just someone just paid too high by sending an offer in. So
1: 61% drop. Tell me what you think about non-licensed cards like this in the market right now. Well, if if this and the Tatis Optic Contenders Gold Vinyl 101 PSA 10 that dropped $700 from its last sale last week or, or last night are any indication, it's that people people like these cards when the market is hot and they think they can make money by buying a rare non-licensed card and flipping it. Like, you wouldn't be able to get the same short print Juan Soto from a different set, or the same Fernando Tatis one of one from a different set for the same price, right? So if if the market is hot, people look elsewhere because they don't want to pay high premiums, and they can still get really nice cards. When the market is not as hot, clearly uh, card prices are dropping, even though tons of cards are selling. Card prices are dropping a little bit. Uh, I definitely think these are the first to go for true baseball collectors. Like 100%. a person that's a true baseball collector is not going to look at that Juan Soto and say, I have to have that. 100%.
0: Uh, and then for my insertion here of cards that are dropping fast and why, uh, Jordan Pool, 2019 Prism Silver, PSA 10. Now, Pool did have a pretty decent game last night to help the Warriors uh, in their blow of victory. But what I want to say is that I should have a – Graph that zooms out to six months here, but this card rose extremely fast. Like basically went from like two hundred fifty dollars to four hundred dollars to nine hundred dollars from four hundred to nine hundred in about like three days. Uh, it got really high, and then every single sale after that kind of dropped down, as you can see, went from like nine fifty to eight hundred to seven hundred. Now it's all the way down to three hundred ninety six, back to what it was um all the way before. I guess he blew up. That's just a terrible combination for 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 card values. It's like player playing out of this world in the playoffs who is really good. I love Jordan Poole, but hasn't had like super he long-term value to save his life. Yes. That, but also who hasn't had long-term value yet too. Yeah. Um, and it just creates for an automatic collapse in the market when they start to not play as high, or even if they're still playing as hot, you just can't support that prices, those prices anymore. Um, if, if there's to- so many coming out to be sold, which is exactly what happened here. So that led to a 51% drop in mail loan for this card. Granted over the last three months, it's gained like probably like 25% or something like that. And then my last example here for a card that has dropped in value, um, it is going to be this uh, Charlotte uh PSA 10 Sapphire. So this card I posted, uh, this was this post was from April. Um, I don't have the exact date, but it's in April when uh, LeClaire's uh, PSA 10 Sapphire pretty much was selling for around the same amount as a Lewis Hamilton Sapphire PSA 10. And it gained like 260% um, over the last three months. At the time, there was 128 uh, LeClaire uh, PSA 10s and there's 370 Hamilton PSA 10s. And clearly this was a combination of a couple of race wins without that many graded yet because the card wasn't maybe not worth grading for a lot of people, a hundred dollars a card. Well, guess what? A month and a half later, there are now 100 more PSA 10s that uh, in existence of Leclerc than there were in April. And the card is now down below what it was in April. It's down to $485 now. And the Hamilton is still over a thousand dollars. So this corrected itself real fast as we expected, and that is because the population rose as expected too. There is 30% more PSA tens than there was from a month ago. That's a lot for a, especially for um, an a expensive card. So take that for what it's worth. But basically, my point here is not to say that Leclerc stinks. It is to say that this card got way overpriced, way too fast because there were not enough graded. Um, because it didn't. It, it, there, you know, there's probably no reason for everyone to send these things to PSA to try to get a ten when it was like a $300 card. You know, it's a risk if you pay a $100 to get graded. Well, grading dropped around $50 for PSA, and uh, more of them got sent into that. And then, yeah, the value dropped when more came up for sale. So, And also, he's not winning races right now. Uh, before we jump into the most expensive uh, cards of the month in May, I want to give a quick shout-out. If you are looking for some deals, if you're looking for a good time, this is a time to come join our whatnot streams. Because what we do here is we rip packs, we talk sports. On Wednesday, we drink some brews, beer or coffee. This week, I'm going to be stuck with a gross beer that Nate still hasn't texted me. Oh,
1: I forgot about that.
0: So last week, Nate beat me in pack wars. Um, in my in my home court soccer, Nate beat me. We're doing baseball this week, so I'm trying to get Nate back now on the road, and uh, even the series up at one to one. But basically, Wednesday at at 5 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Eastern time, we're giving away two different boxes worth of Bowman Sapphire, either Draft or Chrome from 2021. I'm pretty excited for it. It's absolutely free to come and join and uh, and get some packs. You know, you, you got to randomly win to get, to get the packs, but it'll be a fun time. And uh, in this down market, we hope it's a good time for you all to come and enjoy the hobby and uh, get some packs for either really cheap or free. Because after that, we do have some throwback uh, boxes of baseball cards that are pretty affordable, too, that I think will be fun if you do want to get some uh, older boxes.
1: Nate, what do you got next to you there? <laughs> And one box of 2022. <laughs> I say, that's not one. that's not an older box. It is not. I don't have the older boxes on me. They might oh, be okay. in the box in my car, but I haven't looked yet.
0: <laughs> got you. Okay. So he does have the older boxes. On, I'm just not on the camera right now. Uh, but if you do want to join, if you ha- don't have a whatnot account yet, uh, just look at the link in the, in the uh, description of this video, you can get $10 uh, free credit as well for creating an account. I'm uh, very excited for that. And also my hope is that Thursday, we've got the new 2021, 22 top scrum champions league soccer, which will also be pretty affordable to uh, get some packs of. So, I'm really excited for that release. Just hope that comes in time tops and their delivery times have not been awesome right now. All right, we've got, I think it's around eight to nine different sales to share here. So this was the, this is going to go from most expensive to least expensive uh, for me. And this is one per sport, unless it's like a vintage card. So like this is the 1933 Babe Ruth Gaudi PSA 8. Only one PSA example grade. higher. there's only one PSA 9. The PSA 8 sold for $942,000. On May twenty first through memory memory lane, that's a massive card. Now, since this is a vintage card, I have the most expensive modern card to share as well that sold in May. None other than the Aaron Judge Super Fractor Auto BGS nine point five that sold for three hundred twenty four thousand uh, dollars. This last sold for like one hundred seventy k in twenty twenty, I think.
1: And uh, boom. I'm actually impressed that it sold for only. I mean, that's the that's the only baseball one that sold that much, considering we're in. The middle of the baseball season.
0: Yeah, but remember when it takes to have a car for sell for that much. It's gotta be like a Mike Trout, like super low number color. Well, just kidding. There's a Vlad BGS 10 that sold for like 550k. Okay? And a wander red would probably sell for more too. Actually, there's it's, a one soto red ending soon. Which yeah. is crazy, Nate. I don't know what you think a wander red refractor auto five nine five would sell for, but do you think it's sell for more than this judge? If a, if a Vlad BGS10 sold for like 600K,
1: yeah, mm, yeah mm. <laughs> uh, tough to say. I'm gonna go with tough to say. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> it is a good question.
0: Uh, moving on to basketball, this is the most expensive basketball car is a nine five. Uh, Luka Doncic, gold RPA from National Treasures out of 10. So for $666,000, I think that's like a curse. Like, I don't know if I would have, I think I would have bid extra just to make sure I don't bid for that much. (laughs) Although that wouldn't work if no one else bid more. Uh, But either way, uh, a massive over $500,000 basketball sale. um, May 21st, I think that that was before Luca got eliminated. And then the most expensive football one, a one of one. 2000 Fleer showcase masterpieces, Tom Brady, BGS 8.5 rookie. sold for $396,000, this card was expected to sell for way more, but guess what? Nate, I don't know if you saw this, there is another one of this. So it's technically not a one of one. There's one that's graded by PSA also. And I think what happened was, is that uh, back in the day, Fleer, which then got bought by Upper deck, uh, made two of these and held one in the vault. Well, when upper deck declared bankruptcy and the vault got sold, second one made in the market Oh. and i don't think that we know at least from what i've gathered i don't think we know which one is which like which one is actually packed pulled so i think it brought some uncertainty to this card but i think a lot of people expected it to sell for for a ton of money and it, i mean four hundred thousand, a lot of money but remember like championship contender tickets have 100 have sold for over 2 million to brady so uh it's still still an insanely high sale Next one, May 7th. This was a private sale logged in car ladder here. Messy mega cracks, rookie PSA 10. There's only 20 of these. And one of them's actually ending in this month's PWCC premier auction. So we'll see how much it goes for, but this one sold privately for $305,000, which I think is the most expensive messy rookie sale of all time. It's gotta be, I believe. Um, and then for formula one, technically I could have found a modern card. I didn't, I mean, 2004 is modern. So is 2006, but in the scope of like soccer and, uh, Formula One for talking about the current goats. It's not like a you know 2014 to sooner card, but for uh, Formula One we've got the uh Grand, uh Grand Prix next of Lewis Hamilton PSA nine rookie card. This is Pop two. It sold as a Pop one for over three hundred thousand dollars. I think like three months ago, maybe four, and then a second one got second one got a PSA nine. There was no PSA tens, and this one sold for two hundred ninety two thousand dollars. I think the rumor is that there's around like two hundred some of these produced. Only like two PSA nines.
1: How did how did one get one of those?
0: I was just back in the day? literally was just wondering the same thing. I have to imagine it was maybe put out by like a set. Um, it's kind of be hard to believe that there's only like 200 of each driver if it was just like packs. Unless they yeah. only release because they would have to release like such a small amount of boxes, which I feel like at that point you just release the sets. Um, but I don't know. You know I, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you because I just don't know. Um, but imagining either packs or a set. But the most expensive modern card sale from Formula One was a Leclerc PSA 9 Super Fractor one of one, sold on auction on May 21st for $264,000. The Hamilton PSA 7 sold for $900K in April. Actually, Shine150 just posted this thing to Instagram about two hours ago, and he just won the buy it. So we do know that it is in hands of a new collector now paid for $264,000. Goodness, this was the most expensive all-time women's card sale right here serena williams rookie patch auto of 100 psa 8 10 auto it's a pop two with none graded higher i believe so for two hundred sixty-six thousand dollars, which is a little bit more than that leclerc i May 22nd is, is that signed in person or is that no that is that's pack released like that although the sharpie makes it seem like it's signed in person okay uh i'm 99 sure about that 99.9 if i'm wrong then there's 0.01% of me that was wrong or wasn't right. I think I'm right. I don't know. What? I don't know what I'm saying what? anymore. I'm not really sure. Talking too much now. Uh, and then also we had a massive Marvel card to sell, which I don't think was the highest all the time. It might It might be up there. I think there's like a raw PMG green that I actually sold for more than this. But BGS 9 sold for 168000 Uh The red PSA 9 at the most did like 80K. So I think that this is, you know, in the hottest of hot Marvel markets, this probably would have done like 400,000 uh, did 168,000, which is kind of funny because the greatest hockey player of all times game used NHL shield patch auto one of one BGS 8.5 of Wayne Gretzky sold for less. It's crazy to me. I would, I mean, I know I'm a hockey fan and the Marvel thing is super new and stuff, but 145 K for the Wayne Gretzky. Now what what year is that? Person.
1: 2013. Did he did Spider Man have a green PMG in like '97 or something?
0: No, no, 2013 was the first PMGs name for uh, Spider Man.
1: Okay, so this was this was a first year. Whereas I get that that's a one of one of Gretzky, but it's from 2004.
0: Yeah, no, but it is from 04 and but like they made Spider Man cards before 2013. This could be one of the earliest Shield patch odds of Gretzky. Like I don't know when the earliest one was, but it's either between 2000 and 2004. I'd assume fair. So I guess that, that it's kind of similar to where if you think about it that way. I guess so. And then the last card here, we did include a Pokemon card because this thing sold for $480,000. 1998 Japanese Pokemon trophy Pikachu number 1, 2, and 3. Oh, it's a trainer set. Three different cards, PSA 7 to 8, including Charizard Tournament Book. Okay, it's so not one single card, but this was the highest registered uh, overall sale for Pokemon, which actually there's a Charizard that sold for like 280k, so Probably that's the highest single card, the Charizard. But there you go. I, I just included it because I thought that's a lot of money. <laughs> so put in there. Um, and also th- that's the other thing too is Gretzky in the King's jersey. But Ron says, yes, please. So I guess some people, uh, some people would want it. Uh, Francesco, I have to be honest. I've been following sports for 30 years. I've never heard of Lewis Hamilton until two years ago. How did he become so popular this fast? Well, definitely, uh, his popularity is just linked to the entire Formula One popularity too. Uh, but yes, yeah, seven world championships, tied with uh, Michael Schumacher for the most of all time, most race wins of all time, most podiums of all time, uh, and most pole positions
1: of all time too. Yeah. Uh, did he, race... Yep, he was he was quite popular uh, for a very long time. Don't yeah. don't want don't want anybody thinking that he just became popular in the last two years because of a Netflix show. He was wildly popular just with Americans. He's become significantly more. So yes,
0: he he's been looked at as extremely popular for a long time. He was actually in Cars Two, which even you know which was released in America. So 06, 08, something like yeah, that. yeah. So so even Pixar got him to be in a in a movie a long time ago. Um, which and Sebastian Meadow also, but he's only in the German edition. Uh, here we go. Here we go. This is the way I like to hear from Ink Gaming has has the the word on the Futura. Um Lewis Hamilton 2006 Futura I think I'm saying that right correct me if I'm wrong uh, is a 100 card set only 480 boxes of this product were released and they're issued in
1: Asia the Middle East wow well there you go so that's the type <laughs> of card that you will not be stumbling upon anytime soon exactly because exactly. there's only crazy. do you think it's do you think it's each each box is the 100 card set I mean that's the, that, I mean I don't know um i'd assume
0: so unless they did well in gaming probably knows Ink's well gaming well yeah in gaming let us know but if if my memory serves correctly there's like around 250 that'd be no because then there would basically be about half the box in each or half the set in each box yeah so in gaming definitely let us know before this uh live stream ends here and with the live stream winding down here if anyone has any questions in general about the sports car market sports cards um anything really sports throw them in the chat and we'll answer a couple before the live stream ends um and see if we can get some more from ink gaming on the 2006 futura set uh matthew says america now has formula one fever that is next emerging market or emerge sport for america definitely now going to have three races
1: next year in america miami still wait i'm still waiting 200. for that first american team not not haas getting parts from them but like a ford or a
0: yeah you're saying like american
1: uh, automaker american yeah.
0: automaker um no word yet from ink gaming and i don't see any questions popping up here yet. see so at this we point will ne- we will never know yeah no we will well google might tell us too well, i'll google it unless um
1: Did you Google it? I have Googled.
0: That was I, directly... I. I uh, maybe, maybe that was copied, but it's. that's exactly what it says on... Actually, no, they probably wrote that. But yeah, the PSA says only 8480 boxes of this product were produced and they were issued in Asia and the Middle East. Uh, they are exceptionally rare with only a handful actually confirmed to still exist.
1: The boxes... I don't see anything that says they were he says they were packed instead as opposed to being a mm. hundred card set. So Okay. Cool. Um and Matthew, yes, Haas is American, but as far as I know, they don't have American made parts in their cars, right? They're still Ferrari no, okay. or Austin Martin or something like that.
0: They they have they have Ferrari. Okay. Parts. Uh here we are question for Nate. Would you invest in the top MLB stars from today other than Who would you invest in from top MLB stars from today other than Soto, Tatis, Vlad,
1: Acuna, et cetera. Go ahead. Okay. So we're cutting out all of the young guys and for kicks and giggles, let's cut out like Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, those guys that have either gone up super high recently, Aaron Judge, or already super expensive (laughs) Um, from there. It would have to be somebody kind of in the middle of the pack. Maybe somebody that's been forgotten about, but still has like talent. Um, Maybe like a Jack Flaherty. He was in like Cy Young contention before he got injured. He's coming back for the Cardinals. No I Dustin could, May. I could see myself and and uh, <laughs> Dustin May. Well, we did invest in him last, year, last, last night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, somebody like that. A Dustin May, a Jack Flaherty. Um, somebody that is kind of forgotten about that isn't either a super young guy that's already impressive or an old guy that's impressive. Um, or maybe I would try to go find the next Manny Machado, Bryce Harper that get into their age 28, 29 season and have a uh, career resurgence, quote unquote. I don't know who that'd be off the top of my head, though.
0: Matthew, Aaron, are you worried about Gasly's performance and your purchases? Uh, I'm not. I'm not worried in any slight form about his performances or about my purchases. The only thing I'm worried about is for his sake, getting a good team um, I've been reading a lot of rumors about McLaren with Ric- with Ricardo, possibly um, getting the ax from poor performance. He's so far behind Lando every single race. Uh, but as for Gasly, I mean, if you are just looking at Google after every single race and you just see the points. Yeah. Clearly it hasn't went well this year. Um, he's 14th right now. He's ninth. He finished ninth last year. Uh, And not a great car. He's still in a really bad car this year, in my opinion. Uh, That car is not doing well. The strategy from the team's terrible. And he's been extremely unlucky with two DNFs and with multiple qualifying gone wrong, especially in Monaco. He was fifth in in, uh, practice session three in Monaco and top seven in the other two. And then he was also fifth fastest in qualifying until everything went wrong. Uh, with the Sonota red flag and the team not getting him out quick enough and all that stuff. So I'm not worried about his talent or anything like that or about how he's doing. Um, just hope that the unluckiness stops so he can put in some good performances. And I'm still long-term, I mean, uh, Formula 1 and my Gasly's in, in itself. Um, now, there's certain Gasly's that you know, i buy raw and get graded and might end up selling if he gets on a new team because I know that that'll help his market. Um, but from the bigger perspective, um, the hope is, is that he goes into McLaren or Mercedes after Hamilton retires and uh, I'm so happy that Checo resigned up with Red Bull. I did not want him to go back to Red Bull. Who wants a guy to be behind Max? You saw what happened in Barcelona. I sure didn't want that for Pierre. So that's how I. That's how I feel. And I think he will turn her around in, in the results category for sure. He was
1: so good in Monaco. And really, all it takes is like one, one big win for you, and you're sitting pretty. I feel like. Yeah, and I mean,
0: in essence, I mean, I love sports cards. I think just about every single person knows that. Like. The, the theory behind buying all those massively rare cards was definitely to like sell them someday down the road as he gets in a new team. But there's definitely a side of personal collection behind it too. I mean, I've more than just the big Gaslies I've shared. Um, I've got some smaller ones. I'm going to definitely like have some that will stay in my collection and everything. And um, we'll see. I mean, I, yeah, I'm looking for him to get the second seat with McLaren uh, and then battle Lando. I mean, he, him and him and the other guys like Leclerc and, Verstappen and all those guys have been racing for so long together and he's talents really big along with George Russell and get him in a good seat, have him battle Lando and we'll see if he can beat him. Um, but I'm excited. I'm very excited for the future. I get it. Hey, and, uh, uh, Nate, how about this? Who do you like best? Well, I'm going to answer f- the
1: top one first. Oh, because, sorry. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Can Andrew Vaughn be great. He's from my hometown. Best player ever out of Santa Rosa. And, um, that's very cool. Number one, that you have a MLB player from your hometown. Uh, I don't know how many people get to say that. As for great, it depends on what you think is great. Um, he's obviously a first baseman, you know, and that, that has its detractors in the card market, not necessarily in the baseball, in actual baseball, but in the card market. From a bat standpoint, I do think his bat's really good, and I think it's going to keep getting better, and I do think Andrew Vaughn will probably put up 900-plus OPSs one day um for at least a couple seasons. So I do think the bat will be great. Um overall player, again, not the greatest first base defense defender. Um and he's also, you know, plays first base. So I think he'll be a great bat, but overall great baseball player, I think he'll be merely good. All right. Uh here we go.
0: Nate Quick Acuñaertes. I think this is a quick answer for you. Maybe. Um
1: mm- Acuna, a little less injured.
0: Cool. And Matthew, I do really think that Gasly would want the second McLaren. I mean, his dream is to contend for a world title. And he's not going to be contending for a world title in Alvatore. And Aston Martins definitely ways off from developing their car enough to contend. Um, they have a lot of money and they have a good brand, but I don't think that's the right call. Um, over like McLaren, which I think is would be a good good call. Philly Card Shark, I've been touting, and I don't think he'll be the second driver there, too. I think they'll definitely be battling him and Norris. I mean, there, if you look at right now, he was doing just as well in some of these races or better, um, in like in Monaco qualifying time at least. And I think that they battled really well. Philly Card Shark, I've been touting the non sport music pop culture Hollywood card market for a few years now. Well, good for you because it's paid off huge. We were just talking about that yesterday, right? Name of Jay Z. Mm hmm. My question is, do you see an upswing in prices for Raw and Gray in the next 6 to 12 months? Well, I have to say, if you've been in it for a few years now, you've definitely seen a massive upswing. I think to the point where you'd be very satisfied, at least I'd hope. Um, And over the next 6 to 12 months, yeah, I mean, I think those cards can definitely keep on building depending on who it is, what they're doing, are they relevant, what movies are coming out, what music's coming out, all that different stuff. Like, it's hard to just say the entire category in general, but I think, Nate, you're in agreement here. It definitely depends, just like sports and what's going on and why are you relevant.
1: Yeah, and you're looking at Top Scrum Star Wars Top Scrum Galaxy that's has the roof blowing off of it currently and that coincides with people's hype of Obi-Wan coming out. You know, so it 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 depends if Jay-Z suddenly comes out with another album. I imagine Jay-Z cards would blow up. I like it. Uh
0: speaking of, we just did just get a Jay-Z last night. First Jay-Z. <laughs> with Collectibles, what do you guys think? Of an on-card rookie order from the junk wax era, for example, a Jerry Rice 1986, right, Nate? 86? Yep, 86. Top, tops rookie. Sold auto, last night. Yep. Auto PSA 8.5 or, yeah, I think PSA 8.510 or BGS 8.510 is pop 11, 10 higher, all nines. Seems like an underrated segment of the hobby. I agree. I mean, if you're looking at those cards that have ones produced, you throw an autograph on there on card of some of the greatest of all time, instantly a better card than the thousands of other rookies out there. I think it's a really cool thing. They don't have on card
1: rookie autos, those players, because they didn't make them back then. I think it cool feels as though that that's a little bit easier said than done. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't know how to get Jerry Rice's autograph on a Jerry I, Rice 86. Well, I record. imagine, I imagine right. that WISC Collectibles would go and buy one.
0: Oh, I get, like you, I get you. some Someone, you know, there's a private signing and they're charging $200 for Jerry Rice and anything that's not like a football, you know? So, like, I feel like that you maybe wouldn't know how to do that. But other people do, and they could get signed and graded if it's a high grade. I think it's a good idea. Francesco, FYI, two things I observed at this year's Toronto Expo last weekend. Number one, less of the big boys were buying cards from walkers. Number two, smaller crowds and less teenagers there. Um, Definitely a teenager thing could be tied to either one, people who are – Well, passports. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Two, sneaker, unless you're talking about Canadian teenagers, but uh, sneaker flippers that might be teenagers are probably not as interested in cards. Uh, And I haven't really, I think there's plenty of teenagers that are interested in cards that are actually in cards. And uh, as for the number one, less of the big boys are buying from walkers. I don't know. It just depends. I mean, I guess it'd have to be a further discussion than just that because the Nationals coming up Maybe people are saving money for that. Maybe the inventory just wasn't what they're looking for. I mean, there's a lot of different factors there. And Wiz Collectibles has got a PSA-graded Rice Shack and Barry Sanders Tops Rookie So that's really cool. Oh, cool. Very cool. Congrats.
1: Tops traded, not the uh, score rookie. Oh, yeah,
0: Barry Sanders where he's like sitting on the
1: bench. Yep. Maybe he's a Tops collector. I like it. I just, you know, whenever I think of Barry Sanders rookie, my first thought is the score. Right, rookie, that's and funny. not the top traded.
0: Nice cards, nice cards indeed. I think that's it for uh, this May market report. I do hope that everyone had a good time, learned some things, gave you all gave some good comments too. We uh, we shared around, and I uh, hope you all enjoy and come back for another one. So next week, same time, six p.m. Eastern time for another slab stocks live. Of course, Sunday is the flip quest at nine forty-five p.m. Eastern time. Hope to see you there. We had a great show last night, super fun. Lots of people there, hundreds of people come to that show actually. And we're talking, and we're giving away cards, and it's a great time. And then uh, whatnot this week for some uh, cheap packs to come and enjoy the hobby and also some giveaways too. Uh, should be a great time, and I uh, just want to thank everyone once again for coming. Nate, thank you for being here. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you guys.